my name is Tyler Dunn, and you're watching Goals and Updates, where we take negative thinking and transform it to positive thinking. I started Goals and Updates after helping my friend who was going through suicidal thoughts and was put on drugs by a doctor who stated it wasn't her fault, that she was born this way. I realized at this time my friend needed the truth because the truth will set you free. After helping my friend change her negative thinking to positive thinking, I quickly realized that I could help people by changing the way we think automatically to a more positive mindset. Thank you for checking out Goals and Updates and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Goals and Updates. We're on episode 119 of Goals and Updates, and where we take your negative mindset and I help you transform it into a positive mindset. Now, I wasn't here last week. A lot of you know, a lot of rough things going on, especially Christmas. I think was uh, Wednesday, so I couldn't. Unfortunately, I couldn't do a Christmas special. I had to do a bunch of different things. What's up, Sterling? And I couldn't do anything Monday uh, just because a bunch of other things popped up. So I have a really good show today. What I'm going to try to do is use the board a little bit more. So I'll use it as I'm explaining different things. What's up, Angelo? I think it's Angelo. What's up, man? But uh, we're going to go over a bunch of different things today on this show. We're on, Like I said, we're on episode 119, which is pretty awesome. And we're, what's... If you're new to this show, by the way, what's going to end up happening is I'm going to go over some of my updates, and that's why it's called Goals and Updates. I'm going to go over different goals that I'm setting for myself, different updates, which basically I'm trying to you know, show you that I'm accomplishing some of these goals, and at the same time that I'm trying to implement exactly what I'm speaking about on the show, from you know changing your negative mindset into a more positive mindset, I'm showing you that I'm trying to do the same exact thing. So I'm trying to lead by example. Now, once we get through the updates, we're going to go over two topics I picked out for you today, which is going to be credit. And what I'm going to do is use the board. What's up, uh, Kendall? Uh, and I'm going to use the board behind me, and I'm going to go over some little credit tricks that I, uh, I learned personal and business. Uh, so if you're trying to start a business, it's definitely going to be worthwhile to, to show you how I kind of got uh, business credit through um, doing like a secured card. Now. There's a lot of different information online, by the way, with uh, the business credit, and a lot of it uh, I learned is like the very long way, but I kind of, by accident, I kind of found out how to get it faster through going to the bank. So I'll show you how to do that. And then the second topic is going to be don't talk, just do. We'll talk about done deal investments, and then we'll wrap it up. But before we start, I do want to give you a little bit of stuff if, um, just basically if you wanted to go back and look at other episodes, how you can support the show. And I'm going to try to use this board behind me as best I possibly can. So forgive me if the handwriting's bad. It's just going to, it's going to be weird for me because it's not like I'm turning around and writing. I'm going to be writing on like a sideways slant. But uh, the first thing I do want to let you know is if you want to watch the old episodes, you can go to Podbean, which is our main website where I'm actually posting all the old episodes. So if you want to go to like episode one or you want to go to episode uh, 100, you can do that. So that's going to be, this is Podbean. So I think you can see that. Can you see that? Yeah, you can see that. So this is Podbean. Okay. It's going to be, let me, I'll try to use different colors for you. And if the audio cuts in, <coughs> excuse me, I'm so fighting a cold. I've been having uh, this cough for like two weeks. But if, um, 
if you're listening to this and the audio cuts in and out, it's because I'm stepping away from the mic a little bit and I'm writing on the board. So just bear with me. So this is Podbean real quick. All right, so I know it's going to be kind of weird looking at it, but it's uh, the Podbean website. It's www.goalsandupdates.podbean.com. And I realize as I'm looking at the board from the, the viewfinder that I, I actually missed an S. So so it's goals with an S. But the next one I wanted to put up is uh, – most people have iPhones or some type of Apple product. I have right now, uh, we got approved, and I have, I, I believe, about 100 episodes up on it right now, but it's Apple Podcasts were on there. Or we got approved, and we're up and running on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do for that is just go to the Apple Podcast app on any of your Apple products and literally type in the search bar, Goals and Updates. So all you have to do, um, I'll put it on this board really quick just so people see it if they miss me, but... So I'm putting Apple Podcast on here real quick for anyone that's listening to this audio. So goals and updates, right? That's all you have to do is search on Apple Podcasts. And the last thing I want to go over really quick is Patreon support. So all that's going to be is patreon.com slash goals and updates. And Patreon support is basically, let me just write on the board real quick, but hang on one sec. So it's a $1 membership. And it's going to be, like I said, patreon.com slash goals and updates. And all this basically is, is you, you could help support the show by literally giving us a dollar a month, which is less than a cup of coffee. And if everyone gives a dollar, I can keep on producing different content for the show, do marketing, get more viewers, just basically expand the show, get better quality content, get better equipment, get better things and be able to, I guess, more, you know, basically multitask more. And I'm trying to get different people on the show as well. So it's going to be easier for me to get different people on the show if you can help support it. Because like I said, I'm, I'm working for free. Goals and updates, I, I don't make any money off of it. I'm literally working for free. So my time is being you know, spent and invested in this. I, I literally have over 10,000 hours of content right now because we're on episode 119 and, and continuing. So real quick, that's... Uh, let me do a different marker just so you see it differently. Hang on. Goals and updates. Did I actually put an S on? Oh, I did. All right, so that's Patreon support. It's literally patreon.com slash goals and updates, and I definitely appreciate it, anyone that actually registers for that. I do have 
I do have a good friend that actually joins these shows every single, uh, every single week, actually every single time I come on live and he comes on and he's uh, signed up to donate a dollar a month for Patreon support with us. So that's amazing. Now real, really quick, I'm going to go over some updates with us or updates with us, updates with myself to show you basically that I'm trying to commit and I'm trying to basically change my life in a sense. So the first update I have is uh, an update with the job that I'm working at, the full-time job. Now, I you know I think the last episode, which was like 117 or 118, I was talking about uh, trying to partner up. I've been trying to get into sales with health insurance, and the problem has been uh, I've been trying to work the full-time job, right, and try to take this health insurance test. But the health insurance test is so heavily regulated that it's very difficult to donate a couple of hours towards studying for it. <clears throat> so what I was going to end up doing was actually working with my friend and free up some time, you know, donate maybe like five hours a day, help him with his marketing, help him with uh, Facebook ads, just help him with his marketing and his, his exposure to get more sales or more leads so he can sell more. But what ended up happening was, he um, right now he's kind of debating what he wants to do. He doesn't know if uh, I'm not 100% sure why he's kind of you know cold you know giving me cold feet right now. <clears throat> it's a little I guess it's more complicated than what I can understand from what he was telling me. But it, it seems like he's kind of questioning if he wants to still you know actually continue through health insurance. So it's something he's got to work out with himself before I can actually partner up with him and do it. But now what's happening is now I'm kind of forced into a position where either I have to quit my job and just work my ass off once I get out of, you know, once I quit, once I put the two weeks in and then try to, without getting paid, you know, no, no real income coming in because that's where my main income's coming from is that, uh, that full-time job. Try to literally try to force myself to study for like two or three weeks straight once I'm out of that, that full-time job, get the health insurance license. And then from there, try to actually go and work with the firm that he's working at. And if you know they don't hire me, then I have to go find a different firm. But that's, that's what I think it's coming down to because I could still work at this full-time job, but the problem I'm going to run into is like I'm losing myself at this job. And even though that sounds really weird to some people, like how could you be losing yourself at a job? It's literally because there's nothing for me there. So I'm just showing up to collect a paycheck. And there's no opportunity, there's nothing there. So it's kind of diluting almost like self-confidence. It's kind of, to me, it's like wasting time. I'm not really making money at this job. It, there's no motivation for me to come to this job anymore. So it's kind of like I'm almost kind of stuck right at this job. So the only thing I can think about is I have two options. Really, I have, I guess, three. I mean, I could try to talk him into letting me just work for him for the $800 a month because even if I work for him, I'm still kind of in a little bit of a, uh, a dire – I'm still kind of in a losing state because he can only – I've talked to him, and he can only afford to pay me. What's up, uh, what's up James? But um, kind of in a position where if I negotiated with him, right, and I just worked for him – for I guess a couple of months and got a little bit more study time for the health insurance and go get the license, he's only going to pay me $800, which is, you know, I'm going from $1,600 roughly a month to about $800 a month with him. 
not included, you know, paying my own tax, which is going to be a little bit more of a, uh, little bit more of a struggle, but uh, it's kind of a lose lose situation where I'm going to have to get, you know, have to sacrifice something in order to move forward. So what I was thinking about doing is regardless if he continues, uh, you know, lets me work with him, I think really the only two options I'm going to end up having is either, you know, stick through the full-time job and try to muster as much time as I possibly can to study for the health, uh, health insurance test. But Go down. I've got to go down a different way of studying because the, the way I was going before was not working. So, I mean, I've talked to him about going down a different route with studying, and I might have to go through all the lessons again, which there's about, you know, maybe 17 or 18 lessons to go through. But uh, I might have to just try to restudy the lessons and then maybe try to do a couple practice tests and then go and pay and take the test again. So, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what, what to do because I know if I quit this job, right, I put in the two weeks and I do it the right way. Uh, most people I think would have just, you know, probably quit sort of put in the two weeks. But if I put in the two weeks and I free up maybe, you know, a couple of weeks of not getting paid and I just commit 100%, you know, get up early, uh, you get a good morning routine and just get up early, get a cup of coffee and literally study you know, uh, where I would be at work for eight hours, study for eight hours a day, maybe for two weeks, maybe three weeks, where I'm a little bit more comfortable with the material and I'm putting a lot of time into studying, pass it and then try to go get uh, the job that I was going for before I was taking the test, where I already met the guy, the guy was going to give me the job, I just needed to get the license. So, and work out a deal with him where I'm going to come in and work for him. Or I could, like I said, or I muster and stay with the company that uh, you know is kind of soul sucking me, you know, literally killing me. I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. And I know that sounds it sounds weird for someone um, that can't that can't fully see what's going on uh, with this company I'm working for, but it it is really dehumanizing at this company, and it's like you kind of lose yourself if you're with this company for too long. Uh, you just really start losing yourself. Uh, especially someone like me where my morals don't fit with this company. Um, and what I mean by morals, I just mean like who I am. It does not, um, the type of people that work at this company are not people like myself. Now there's very few people there that are kind of, I guess would have maybe a similar um, set of beliefs or morals as me, but like they're literally miserable there. Like they're not happy people at the job. So I mean, they're slowly losing themselves, but I think because they're older and they feel like if they leave, they're going to lose all their benefits and retirement and they're just going to kind of, you know, hit the reset button and they don't want to do that. They're just trying to muster through. And I really, you know, that's, you know, so, to me, it's like you're kind of, you're throwing your morals out the window just for money and that's when you lose yourself. So that's kind of what's happening with me right now where it's like I could quit and just work my ass off and try to figure out a different solution and just try to j muster through, um, you know, suffering without pay and look for a different thing. Or I could literally just uh, lose myself and keep working for money. And it's, it's to a point where, I mean, I've been doing that for maybe about a month now. And I'm like, I'd rather keep my soul and struggle and find a different opportunity 
and they kind of stay with this company. It's it's kind of to that point where I'm like, it's time to go. So I think I'm going to end up going with option two where I'm going to put in the two weeks notice. Uh, I got to get through a paid holiday, which is um, New Year's. So what normally happens at this job is you have to work the day before New Year's or the paid holiday. Then you, you know, you obviously get the paid holiday. Then you have to work the next day in order to get the paid holiday. So if I don't, if I put in my two weeks, I'm kind of scared if I put in the two weeks before, right? Like I, I like, let's say we go through Wednesday, which is new year's and I put in the two weeks, the next day, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, the next day where it's uh you know, Thursday, they're going to tell me to go home and they're not going to, you know, they're not going to let me work two weeks and they're going to say, go home. And then what they're going to do, cause this is what this company does is they'll go, Oh, we can get him by not paying him for Wednesday because we we basically let him go on Thursday on Thursday and he didn't work a full he didn't work the full day on Thursday so he technically isn't obligated to get the the paid holiday so I have to put it in Friday now uh, you know I'm still thinking about this I mean once I get off this podcast I'm gonna actually probably sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and I think I'm just gonna you know put some some really relaxing music on and I'm just going to think for, you know, a good maybe a couple of minutes. I do have to call GoDaddy and fix uh, – I think that's one of the updates on here. Actually, it's not. But um, I got a fixed – I'm trying to work on fixing my website for Dundeal Investments where uh, I'm trying to change the hosting site to GoDaddy. And so I paid an agent from GoDaddy to tr- uh, migrate the hosting. And I haven't heard anything from them for about a week and a half or two weeks now. So I'm going to have to call them and see what's going on with that after this show. But um, I think I'm just at a point where I'm done. I think it's, uh, you know, I kind of compare it to almost like um, someone's trying to silence silence you and like, or someone's beating you up like a bully, right? Like a bully, like think about uh, you're in school and you're getting bullied and, and you're just taking it and taking it and taking it because you think you're doing the right thing by just taking it, right? You're taking and taking and taking and taking and taking the hits and eventually you just explode and you just you, you punch the bully back, and the bully goes away. The bully doesn't want to touch you anymore because uh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh crap, this kid's not going to take it anymore, and he's going to fight back. So it's kind of one of those things where uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of like I'm at the point of breaking, and I'm and I'm losing my my morals and my uh, my kind of like my my dignity almost. And I'm like, it's not worth trading the money for dignity, and it, and I'm just kind of like at a point where I got to make a change. And I know I got to make a change and I've known it's almost another thing. You know, I thought about it on the way on the drive home today where, you know, cause I knew I was going to obviously do the podcast, by the way, we do a podcast or a live stream every Monday and Wednesday at 7 PM. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, uh, it's almost like having a girlfriend. And, you know, if you're, if you're a woman listening to this, it's almost like having a boyfriend or, you know, whoever, whoever you date, it doesn't matter to me, but um, it's almost like having that, um, that, that person you're dating for me, it obviously would be a girlfriend, but it's almost like having a girlfriend where, you know, you got to end it with this person and you're just delaying it because you're scared of hurting this person's feelings. You obviously care about this person, right? And you don't want to break up with them because you know, it's going to kill them inside. You know, you're going to hurt them emotionally and probably physically uh, a little bit of both, right? You know, you're going to hurt that person and you still care about that person. You just don't love that person as you did, and you know you're probably not a good fit, and you know if you keep on going down the same path and you just keep on praying it's going to get better, it's not going to get better. 
and you're gonna you're gonna end up hurting both you know both yourself and that other person that you're with um, if you keep on denying that you probably probably should just rip the bandaid off and end the relationship. And that's probably the best way I can describe it to you, someone that's listening to this show right now, where it, it's to a point where, I mean, I just got to rip the bandit off. I'm, I'm only hurting myself at this point. I'm not really so much hurting the company by collecting a paycheck. I'm hurting myself. Like, I'm at a point where it's almost like if I keep going down this path, I'm going to really hurt myself really bad. Um, and I don't mean like, obviously like, like, uh, sabotage myself. I just mean like, I'm going to lose my morals and my, uh, you know, and I come on this show and how can I, how can I come on a show goals and updates? That's called goals and updates where I'm trying to update you. And, and I'm telling you about all this motivational stuff, but I don't have the courage to quit a job where I know, uh, my morals don't fit with the company. And I know I'm a hundred percent, you know, I mean, I literally have nothing to work there for. I mean, the only thing I'm going for is a paycheck. I'm not happy with the people I'm working with. I mean, I don't mean like uh, my one manager or like a handful of people. I just mean like overall, I'm not satisfied with the employees that work there. I'm not satisfied with the higher ups that own or are in a, a higher position than me working. Um, I'm not happy with their customer base, which I don't blame their customer base. I mean, they're not doing what's good for the customer. They're doing what's good for the company. And that's why they're, that's why I don't think they're going to make it. So, um, and that's why when I call the customers for anything, a lot of them are upset or they're not happy or it's a complaint. I'm not at a 10 of the, uh, not at a 10 of the time. So I'm kind you know, I'm just kind of like in a position where I'm just like, it's, I think it's done, but anyways, excuse me, but, Anyways, I wanted to update you guys on that because it's kind of, I want to show you that I'm human in a sense. I mean, like it's, uh, it's not easy for me to come on on the show and show and, and talk about stuff like that because, you know, uh, on goals and updates, I'm trying to motivate you. And obviously, um, I'm human. I'm going to make mistakes. Uh, things are going to happen in my life. And, if, and it's not supposed to be easy, by the way. And I, and I, I'm someone that preaches that. I understand it's not going to be easy. So. I'm going to have to make hard decisions and this is going to be a very, very hard decision. I mean, it's an easy decision to make. It's just going to be hard for me to execute the decision um, or execute what I need to do. Because like I said, it, I care about, I care about the person that I'm actually not going to be working for anymore. Um, but um, like my actual physical manager, I actually care about, and I know it's probably going to hurt her. Um, in the end, in a, in a sense, but I kind of have to do this for myself and, um, I can't help anyone if I'm not going to help my, if I can't help myself. So I have to help myself first in this situation by quitting. Um, and unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. So that's one update I wanted to talk to you guys about. The next one is workout goals. And I've been committing to the gym. I've, I've slipped a, a couple of times on eating um, especially with Christmas where everyone's been giving me candy and stuff and I don't normally like candy. I, I actually, I really don't eat any candy. I really don't, I don't drink soda. I don't, I really, I actually kind of eat pretty clean, um, for the most part, but, um, it's just been since there's so much candy around and there's so many cookies around, uh, for my grandma, I've been kind of slacking and I've been kind of tempted to dabble into some of this stuff which I normally don't. Um, so I, I slipped up a little bit on that, but I have been going to the gym a lot. I've been running about 1.1 uh, miles 
um, in under 12 minutes a couple of times, which is, is, which is good. It's good for me. I mean, uh, probably to someone else, it probably sounds a little slow, but I mean, I've been, you know, that's a, that's a big achievement for myself, right? It's a big achievement for myself. Now I've been also training with my one friend, which is uh, the person I was talking about earlier, um, who's been training me. He's really fit. He knows what he's doing. Um, and I can tell just by his actions and different things that he does that he's committed to himself and, um, and working out, building muscle, getting rid of fat, just doing different things where, um, if someone was, if I wanted to train with someone, I want them to be doing those things. I don't want to work with someone and have someone train me that is really overweight or someone that's not taking care of themselves physically. Um, and that's, you know, that's why I, I, when he offered to train me, I said, hell yeah, like, let's do it. Cause I've been looking for someone to help me. It's been something that, uh, I, you know, I've been trying to do some research online. I've been trying to come up with a good gym schedule. I've been trying to come up with a good, um, eating, I guess more of like a uh, diet almost, but I, you know, I struggle because I don't know a lot about nutrition. I don't know a lot about, uh, I don't know a lot about, you know, what to really be doing, uh, with working out in a sense, you know, I have like my routine, but he's teaching me different muscles to work out and stuff. So he's been helping me a lot with the training and he's been pushing me. I mean, I come out of the gym with him. My muscles are destroyed. I mean, he wanted me to do uh, you know, he did like a hardcore workout one time and he wanted me to do like at least one, he wanted me to do one uh, pull up and my, my shoulders, my biceps were just so, and my chest were just so destroyed. I couldn't even, I could barely, you know, do one, which is, which is pretty crazy. So he, you know, He's definitely pushing me. I definitely appreciate his help. And uh, the reason I'm telling you that, by the way, is obviously it's a goal that I'm trying to, you know, build a body that I, that I want, especially since I'm talking a lot about motivation and I'm, I'm listening to a lot of motivational videos. And um, in order to feel good, you want to look good because if you look good, you'll have more self-esteem. You won't, you won't doubt yourself as much. So I'm trying to build – I'm trying to build um, – I'm trying to build myself is what I'm trying to do. Just give me a second because uh, my sister opened the door and, of course, the dog came back in the room, which has been a problem where he's scratching the door and he wants to come in. Uh, so just give me a sec. One sec. All right. Uh, so we are back. My bad, guys. I just had to, I had to do that because it's going to bother me. The, the door is open. You're going to hear all the noise outside, and it's not going to be a good episode. But anyways, so he's helping me with the workout goals, and I have a vision for myself on, like, what I, what I want to look like, you know, like how I want my arms to look, how I want my stomach to look. Uh, I think uh, last time I weighed myself, um, I did go back up to, like, 178, 179, but the last two days uh, I weighed myself to 177. So – I, uh, you know, it's weird. Cause like that's, I think that's my biggest struggle is I lose weight and then I gain weight back and it's just kind of a little frustrating, but I definitely screwed myself uh, the last day by eating cookies and eating candy and stuff. So I, you know, I did it to myself where I gained the weight back. It wasn't like it just magically appeared. So I definitely, um, you know, I definitely admit to kind of throwing myself off a little bit, but those are the workout goals. The next thing, which is actually really cool that I actually wanted to update you guys on is I'm giving a speech this Saturday, and I think I've met, I've, I've pretty, I think I've introduced this a couple times, uh, where I'm giving this speech Saturday, 
Now, the speech is going to be believing the impossible. Now, the actual event, the physical event is called the brand new you. And I think uh, I went there Saturday where I'm going to be speaking because I wanted to go check it out. I went to a seminar one time for Toastmasters and this person that actually won the um, international Toastmasters contest gave us some tips. And I remember writing down, she's like, the big tip that I can give you is always, wherever you're going to go speak, whether it's going to be a library, whether it's going to go be at a church, whether it's going to go be at someone's house, you want to go and check out the equipment they're going to be um, giving you, like microphones and different things like that. But also you want to go and check out where you're going to be talking and where the audience is going to be um, looking at you because what normally typically happens is you end up um, going to this event, right? You go to go to speak and you're not prepared. And so you, you know, you're preparing your speech, you're talking to yourself as you're talking to everyone else on the speech. And what tends to happen is when you get there, the, the stage is not set up as how you were practicing your speech. So you kind of throw yourself off and it kind of throws you off and you don't, um, you're very uncomfortable because you practice one way, but your speech has to be adapted a different way to the stage setup or the, the presentation of the stage. So I went there. Uh, the acoustics was very, very good. So it's going to be a, um, a good thing with the acoustics. Give me one sec. Hang on. Nobody. My bad, guys. So this is why you guys got to donate some money. So this way the, the dogs aren't here. It's not, it's not a problem, man. We can go get a studio, right? But anyways, um, so I'm going to give this speech Saturday. It's going to be uh, Believe in the Impossible. I'm going to be talking about myself, like the struggles that I, that I basically went through that put me into the position I am today. Then I'm going to be going over basically my achievements and then the third thing is going to be, uh, I'm going to give the audience some tips on how they can believe in the impossible. And I'm going to be talking about goals and updates too, uh, over there too, as well. So a little bit of promotion for goals and updates, as well as just really try to, yeah, it's my first real gig. So it's going to definitely put me out of my comfort zone because there's going to probably be people there. I don't know how he's marketing this, but I'll, I'll obviously put it on social media once he gives me the, the flyer and everything. I think he's working on, he said he's going to work on that today. So I'm hoping he gives it to me tomorrow and I can start promoting it on social media, different things on myself. And at the same time, uh, you know, so I'm going to have a lot of family members there. I'm going to have, uh, yeah, like I said, family members, I'm going to have some friends there and I'm hoping to get a bunch of different people where it puts me out of my, my comfort zone. Give me a sec. Oh, sorry. Damn. Just battling today, guys, battling hard today. But, uh, I'm uh, so I'm trying to figure out, um, and I don't know if it's gonna be 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Now I bit I have the speech down packed for 15 minutes because originally he told me it's gonna be 15 minutes. He confirmed there's gonna be one other speaker. He's gonna give a speech. Um, the guy's putting it together from Toastmasters, and we're not sure yet if if uh, Daniel's gonna be there. But I'm pretty sure he told me the other person's on, which I'm kind of actually. I'm actually kind of bummed out the one person's not going to be there because she's really funny and she'd actually, uh, she'd make a lot of people laugh at that event. But um, I'm hoping, I mean, I don't really care either way, even if I have to do a 15 or a 30 minute speech. But what I'm going to end up doing is practice a 15 and a 30 minute. I practiced the 15 minute down pretty, pretty packed down pretty well. I got to just, 
figure out the 30 minute speech, like what more do I want to add into my presentation? Now, uh, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a good event. Uh, it's, I don't think it's going to be a massive, massive event, uh, depending on how he's marketing it. Like I said, it's not a, it's not a massive room, but it's, it's a pretty good presentation, uh, structure of a room. So it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good if you can make it. It's going to be over at the Pompano library. I think it's actually, I think it is the Pompano library. So it's right over from, um, I'm trying to think of what the church is. Uh, I'm trying to think of the roads too. Can't think of the roads, but like I said, when I put the flyer up, I'll put every all the information up, like where to go, the, the location, everything like that. So if you want to stop by, even if you just stop by and listen and I do a 30-minute speech and you show up for 15 and leave, I mean, it's still pretty good. I mean, um, I definitely want some feedback on it. But what I'm also going to try to do is videotape it and then be able to um, – maybe I'll try to get them to film it live on my Facebook and then from there, I can edit it and make it into a better video where, you know, maybe use it as a highlight uh, reel or just uh, get more exposure on the speech and upload it online and see if more people can give me more, uh, you know, more, I guess, more criticism and like things that I can improve on or what they liked and what they didn't like. So that's going to be pretty cool. So even if you can't make it, you'll eventually see it on my, uh, my social media. Now, the last thing is I got for obviously Christmas just passed. And I got a lot of different books. I got uh, political books. I got business books. I got um, religious books. I got a bunch of different books. Uh, probably, I really honestly have maybe like 10 books in my bookcase right now that I have to read. I do, I do have to say the one book I've been reading right now from one of my Christmas presents is called uh, um, You Need More Money by Matt Mineo, I think is his last name. And it really is it really is a crazy book because it just talks about how a lot of people underestimate how much money they need at the end of their lifespan where uh, most people kind of wait to the last minute to save for retirement. And then most people don't have assets. They have a lot of liabilities and it just made me really think about it, a bunch of different things because we just, um, I just heard about this one person, um, this one cop that was a Coral Springs cop where he died um, he was at a gun range or, or whatnot, and he had a uh, massive heart attack and just died. And I don't know how old he was. I, if I had to guess, I think he's in his 40s, either 40s or 50s, and he had a wife, and now and he had a lot of debt, supposedly. So he's going to leave all this debt with his wife. And I just remember kind of talking to my mom, and I told her, I'm like, you know, it kind of reminds me of the book I'm reading, You Need More Money, in a sense, because he wasn't an asset to his wife. He was a liability and that he died and he had no control over that. He had a massive heart attack, but now he just left all this debt, this, these liabilities to his wife. Cause when you're married and this is uh, something I don't think a lot of people um, think about is when you're married and you die, your debt goes to the, the spouse. You know, even though it's, you know, it's your, you know, the other person's debt because you're tied in together. A lot of the debt ends up going to the other person. So it's uh, you know, a, a, tra a tragic kind of story, but it really gets you thinking like um, you got to start learning about money. Like, uh, and I know it's a touchy subject. A lot of people don't want to talk about money, but that's why actually I, I'm going to do the credit one. That's going to be the topic where I'm going to use the board behind me and I'm going to go over different credit tips and stuff. So anyways, that's, what, like, that's one of the books I was reading, which is You Need More Money, but I got, I think, like seven or eight books uh, that people gave me for Christmas, which... I'm, I'm pretty grateful for that. So definitely read if you're not reading. 
Um, that's the last, last thing I have for updates right now. So what I'm going to do is go into the credit. Um, I'm trying to debate if I want to do the credit now or if I want to tell you the last thing that actually came to my mind. But uh, I'll tell you this last thing real quick for an update because this is actually pretty cool that actually happened to me, even though it was a tragic thing for someone else. But um, I ended up going to Toastmasters one Tuesday, and I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't disclaim uh, people's names and stuff uh, if it's something that you know it's private for them. Uh, but I go to Toastmasters one day. I don't think I don't remember if I give a speech or not. But this person came up to me after Toastmasters, and uh, for anyone that doesn't know, with Toastmasters, it's like I go to Denny's and I give a speech. I almost kind of related to more of like stand-up comedy where um, anyone can show up to the to Denny's for a meeting. And then when I give a speech, there's a lot of guests or there's a lot of uh, members there. The guests are the coolest part because I don't know them and they're listening to me and they're going to give me feedback on the speech. But this person's actually a member at Toastmasters, but comes up to me at the very end after an hour and a half of a meeting and I go to my car and I'm walking with this person and he goes, hey man, I really need to ask you a question and he starts telling me how he's getting like bullied at work. And he's like, um, you know, I'm getting bullied. I, I don't really know what to do. Uh, I, he, he's kind of harassing me because I have a lisp or a stutter. And he's like, I don't really know what to do. And I figured I'd tell you the, the situation that's going on. And, and since you're really good at like motivation and you kind of have a good head on your shoulders, maybe you can help guide me into making a decision. And so I was thinking about it, and at the time when he was telling me this stuff, I didn't really have an answer for him. I, I really didn't know um, how to help him. But as I was talking to him, I started coming up with different solutions for him. But he was basically telling me that uh, he worked for this one company, and this guy would make fun of him. And so he went to HR on the person, but this person was a manager. So he's higher the person that he went to HR on is higher than him and has a position where it affects him. Now, the story, as it continues, it basically gets to a point where he, I believe what happened was, if I'm not mistaken, because this, ha you know, this happened, I think, three weeks ago or almost a month ago, roughly, I think, where he came to me and told me this story and asked me for advice. But I think what happened was he ended up leaving that job going to a different job. Um, actually, I don't think that actually happened. I think what happened, I think I was the one that told me he probably have to go get a different job. But I think what ended up happening was when he went to HR on the person, which was a manager, the manager had control over him. So as he's trying to move up in the ranks and he's trying to progress himself and move forward, the other guy is basically going after someone else that's higher up that he's buddy, buddies with and is literally sabotaging him. Uh, the guy that's talking to me about the situation is sabotaging this guy and saying that, you know, uh, we're not going to promote you and all this other stuff. And they're just kind of hazing him almost like a, like literally like bullying him at a job. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm trying to, I want to give him good solutions, but I know I got to tell him the truth because I got to tell him what I would do in the situation. And that's basically what I told him. I said, listen, um, I'm going to just tell you the truth. And I'm like, you're probably not going to like the answers, but I'm just going to tell you the truth because this is what I would do. Um, and I mean, this is, these are your options that I can think of, unless you can think of other options. These are the three options that I'm kind of thinking about. And I think the first option was you can either quit 
go find a different job where you can start fresh. And I'm like, even though it sucks because you did the right thing by going to HR, right? You, you went, you went to HR and you did the right thing. Unfortunately, um, the guy's in a position where he can make your life a living hell. So I'm like the, and I'm like, this is the, this is the, the biggest one that I recommend is like finding a different job. And I'm like, I know it sucks. I know it sounds like it's uh, the worst option on the table, but I'm like, sometimes it's better to restart than keep trying to pursue yourself and wasting all this time where you know they're not going to promote you. And rather than kind of stick around because you're comfortable at this position um, and getting hazed and bullied and just being neglected, it might be better for you to go find a different opportunity and just be a better person and move on with your life rather than letting them neglect you like that. So I'm like, that's option one, and that's probably the best option I can give you, and that's probably what I would do in this situation. And then I was like, option two would be you could try to get them fired. And I know it sounds terrible, but that's the second option where you can try to document everything. I mean, I don't know what he's doing to you exactly if uh, it's, if you can document it, like if he's texting you or if he's calling you and leaving you voicemails or if it's just uh, something maybe you can videotape or – I was like, that's the second option where you can start trying to document everything and try to get him fired before he gets you fired, which I'm like, unfortunately, is kind of like the worst game to be playing because you're always on your guard and it sucks. And I'm like, it's not, it's not a fun time to be able to do that with option two. And then the third option I think I gave him, which was, uh, I'm trying to think of the third option. I think the third option was, uh, oh, he wanted, he wants to be an IT. He wants to go and get a, a degree in IT. And I said, the third option, which, you know, you might actually prefer would be go back, you know, go back to college. Cause I don't, I don't remember if he didn't go to college yet, or if he has to go back to college, it's an older guy. And I was like, go back to college, suck, you know, muster through what the, the person's bullying you at, at this job, go get the IT degree, right? So you're still making money and you're still kind of going through um, the, the motions, right. And getting a paycheck. But now you're going to school bettering yourself, and then eventually you can quit that job and then go into the IT world or the IT industry. And I was like, you know, then you don't even have to worry about those people anymore. And I was, and I think I thought of the third option as I was talking to him, and it was like the last thing I thought of. But I was kind of thinking to myself, like, you might want to do maybe option three, because option three would actually be better for you in the sense of, of the sense of that um, you don't have to go the hard route, and um, you don't have to go down the hard route and literally quit, you know, quit your job and start over again. I mean, you can literally just stay where you're at, progress. And you're, and I'm like, it's still not going to be an easy route. Cause obviously you're going to be working a full-time job on top of going to college and doing all this stuff. And that person's probably still going to neglect you and do and haze you and stuff. But um, I'm like, but that's three options that I could think of that would help you out. But uh, the, the whole reason I'm telling you this, by the way, is because I felt pretty honored that he felt the need to ask me, right? Like uh, he could have went to anyone else at Toastmasters, anyone else at Toastmasters. He could have went and called a family member, right? He could have called his mom. He could have called his dad. He could have called, and I don't know, you know, I don't know if his parents are still alive. I, you know I, don't, I don't know, I don't know what the reason was why he came to me and asked me the question, but uh I felt pretty honored because he's coming to me for a reason. He obviously trusts me. 
he obviously uh, sees potential in me to ask me the, the, the hard question. Because that's not, that's not an easy question to ask someone, by the way. That's really not an easy question because it's a lot of, uh, you know, especially if you have a lot of dignity for yourself, it's a little, it's hard to ask someone else for um, an opinion of being bullied. Like, what do I do when I'm being bullied at a job? So um, it, for me, I felt pretty honored. I mean, I think other people would have probably, I don't know how other people would have felt being asked that question, but I really felt like it was my duty once he asked me that question to really find some options and solutions for him. So that's what I did. And I found out, you know, I gave him the three options. Now, I don't know what he did. I didn't ask him, you know, what happened if he took any of the advice I gave him, but um, it's just a cool update that I wanted to give you guys. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over credit really quick and give you some tips um, what I can do is go through personal and I can go through business. Now, I'm not an expert uh, at all on business credit, but I can tell you what I've been doing with my business, with Dundeal Investments, literally how I've been building business credit without using my personal credit. Now, I did mess up in the beginning and I used my personal credit, but um, I'm going to show you basically how I fixed it. And um, I, I'm, in, a, in a sense, I'm still trying to fix it. Uh, some personal damage that I did with my business, but I'm basically almost out of that debt. But anyways, um, so we're going to go over, this is the topic credit. Now, if you're, you know, you're listening to this on Podbean or Apple podcast, you're obviously still going to be able to hear me talk about it, but I do highly recommend um, somehow getting on like my Facebook page or trying to find the video to the, to the actual part. Cause I'm going to use the board a lot. So what I'm going to do is I'll erase all this stuff really quick. I'll erase this stuff and I'll go over with you some good tips. Let me just get as much of this out of the way as I can. Hang on one sec. All right. All right. So I'm going to try my best to try to keep the microphone. I might be able to move this maybe. I'll move this down here. All right, let's see. All right, we're gonna, I'm going to try this. Uh, it's going to be kind of hard. Let me see. Maybe just move it this way. All right, so I'll try to do this the best I can while I'm right on the board, but I'm also going to try to make sure I'm on the mic. But all right, so here's, here's what we're going to do. So I'll give you some tips on the personal credit first. Because I feel like personal credit is probably going to be worth, uh, I guess, worth more to people. Because uh, a lot of people, I don't think, um, I don't think a lot of people have a business. I feel like more people would want personal credit advice over the business. So what I'll do is I'll do personal first, and then I'll go over kind of what I did with my mistakes with business credit, and what I've been doing to kind of fix the mistake, and actually go down a different route where um, where I was where it's basically going to be the same thing as personal, except I'm trying to build literally an entity, a cr you know, credit lines of, for my, my entity, my business, where um, with nothing, like no personal credit, nothing. All right. So personal credit first. Now we got personal credit. All right. Personal credit. Now, I'm going to give you some tips. Um, I'll write it. I maybe should have done personal credit in red and then done black. But 
I just use black because I don't want to use red for the, the thing. So, so tip number one is you want to see what the you want to obviously have online or uh, on time payments. All right, on time payments. I actually have the booklet, so you, you so you don't actually think I'm lying to you. I actually can actually show you some proof. I think it's in this right here. All right, I'll show you the evidence. So. I got this book from uh, Wells Fargo when I went in there for business, or I think just credit in general, I, when I went to go apply for a personal loan. But uh, let's see. Okay, so as you can see, I'll try to show it to you really quick. I don't know if you can see that. It, it goes over the percentages of what your credit is based upon in this booklet. So it goes over the credit scores. It goes over the percentage of what they're taking to get your credit rating or your credit score. Now, the biggest piece of this pie is going to be payment history, which a lot of people I, I think know. I just think people, uh, and I think, uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know if a lot of people struggle with the payment history part where they're paying their bill, the, you know, the, the statement on time um, or the bills on time, but this is something that, uh, this is something that's a little bit of common sense, but I think people take for granted. So your first one is pay, pay, uh, how can I write this? Let me change this. It's going to be, how do they write it on here? Payment history. They, they put it as payment history, but I'm just going to put, um, I guess I could just do payment history. Why not? History. All right. So payment history is number one. Now that's 35% of the, of the hundred percent of where they're taking your credit score from. So we'll put We'll put 35% in the corner, all right? Now, the next one that's a big pie would be the, um, like, how much debt you have on your limit. So what the person was telling me when I was actually going to Wells Fargo, and I didn't even know this when I was doing my credit. I mean, I, I always, I've always had good payment history, which is, I think, why my credit score has always been really good, because I've had really good payment history throughout my whole entire credit history. Like I've never missed a payment once. So that's why I think my credit score is really good. Now, the second one is the debt ratio. Uh, on here it says uh, current loan and current card debt. That's 30%. Now, what she was telling me at the bank was she said, you never want to go above, I'm pretty sure she said 25% of your limit. So what I mean by this is uh, you never want to have more than 25% of your limit used up on credit cards, um, and that's and that's really hard for a lot of people. So the second one is going to be uh, credit credit. Uh, what, what's the other term I want to use? Credit card. I don't want to use credit card debt. I want to use like credit utilization, but I know I'm going to mess up the spelling. Credit utilization. 
All right, I probably spelled that wrong, utilization. Actually, I think I spelled that right. So it's your credit utilization. Now, this one is 30% of what your credit score is actually made up on. So 30% of your credit score. Now, the other thing on here, which probably is, uh, then it's like 10% new credit, 10% types of credit, which is probably almost the same thing as new credit. Uh, well, types of credit is kind of like personal loans, like different types of loans of uh, credit, lines of credit. New credit is basically when you open up different credit cards or different loans. Um, and then it's 15% length of credit history. So you would assume your credit history, I guess, would be the largest, but it's actually almost like the least that they look at. So a third would be credit credit history at 15%. Your credit history is at 15%. Other stuff is not so much important. I would encourage you to get different, um, I would encourage you to get different types of credit, like credit lines, like personal loan, um, and you don't have to go crazy. Like you don't need like a $12,000 credit, you know, personal credit loan or anything like that. You just need maybe a couple thousand and just be responsible and make payments on time. And the whole point you're trying to do that is you're trying to show that if you applied for something, right. And they pulled your credit history, you'd have, it shows that you could be responsible with all types of different credit, different credit lines and stuff that if you ever needed to apply for something else. Now, with this, these are the I think these are the three most important things. Your payment history, which is 35%. The second thing would be credit utilization, which is 30%. And credit history, which is 15%. Now, the credit scores, which most people I think know, um, credit scores, I'm pretty sure people know. I mean, I'll put it on here anyways, just so people can physically see it. Because I really wouldn't be too surprised if people didn't really know uh, the credit scores either. But it goes excellent, which is – actually, let me try to do this in different color. Do this in different color for you. I'll put it uh... – you know what, man? I'm, I'm just going to leave it in the same color. So we're going to put credit score – We got excellent, which is 760 plus. Plus, right? So 760 and above. Actually, let me put up an above arrow. 760 and above, right? Which is where my credit score actually is for my personal. And then <clears throat> we got good. which is 700 to 759, which is 700 to 759. Then we have fair, which is 621 to 699 to 699. 
And then we have the last one, which is poor. Uh, there's actually two, two more, but poor, which is 620 and below. 620 and below. That's kind of a that's kind of a crappy downward arrow, but there we go. That's a little bit better. So 620 and below, and then there's no credit. And I'm gonna tell you something in a minute. Then we have no credit. All right, this right here is a death penalty. No credit. The no credit is is the worst thing you could do to yourself. And I know friends that have no credit. They have no credit cards. They uh they finance their car through their parents because they obviously didn't have credit. So the the actual dealership wouldn't give them the loan to actually finance the car. The car is paid off completely and they didn't even build credit off the car. This is a death sentence. You don't want no credit. All right. What I tell people is credit is built for poor people. All right. And everyone starts out poor. All right. When you're a baby, you start off broke. This is leverage. Credit is basically just leverage. You're using other people's money as leverage if you use it the right way. So you want credit. Most people run from this, by the way. Most people don't understand credit, right? Personal credit, which is what we're going over right now, is probably the most important thing to most human beings. It's actually a necessity nowadays because you're, not, you're probably not even getting paid enough to cover your bills, unfortunately. So you need credit. Now, I've gotten all types of different credit. I've got five credit cards, which I just literally um, got credit card debt free, right? So now every, every single time I make a credit card payment, I'm ahead. I'm not getting killed on interest. Um, and then the other thing is I have a personal loan right now, which is kind of tied into the business. It's still, per, it's a personal loan, which means it's, it's tied to myself. But the reason I had to get it was because I, I messed up and I didn't use, I didn't, I didn't have any business credit when I went to go and get a licensing, when I went to go do legal stuff. So I made the mistake like most entrepreneurs in the beginning where they don't teach you credit and teach you things. And I used my, I had like seven, I used, I was up here. I'm still up here, by the way. I'm at seven, around the 700s and above. All right, the 760 and above. But I, I'm at excellent right now. All right, and before I, I screwed myself because I was at 760 and above and I went and took out, and I maxed out my cards. I went and got, uh, I think my, my uh, minimums were like, or um, my limits were like a couple thousand dollars. And I maxed out majority of the cards. And I'm like, oh shit, my, my credit went down to like 500 or 600. Well, it wasn't 500. It was like in the 600s, like 660s or 670s, which is fair. It's not, it's not even good. Like I went down to like fair. And so what happened was I went to the bank and I'm like, hey, I, um, I need to figure out um, – I think I went there to ask him about business credit. I wasn't even looking for personal credit. I, I just assumed, like, okay, I kind of screwed up on the credit cards. I just have to come up with a financial plan to pay off the credit cards. And I'm like, I'm like all right. And when I went to the bank to ask about business credit, she goes um, – which I'm going to tell you more about that once I get into business credit. But she goes, hey, I noticed you have, like, three credit cards with us. And she's like, you're pretty much at your limits. And I see your, like your credit score is pretty low. She's like, if we take out a personal loan, 
she's like, we'll hit you with one set interest rather than, you know, how many, you know, at the time I was, she was like, how many cards do you have open with, with limits on them or like money on them? And I'm like, I have like four cards. I think with, uh, some of them are maxed almost. And the other ones are pretty close. And she's like, all right, well, if you do a personal loan, we'll get a small, uh, interest fee every single month. It'll put it down into one loan and you pay off the credit cards and then you just obviously don't put all, you know, you don't keep putting more stuff in your credit cards and you come up with a plan to pay off the loan. But what's going to happen is your credit score is going to skyrocket because instead of having, uh, you know, like four credit cards on your, on, uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called, uh, on your credit state or uh, your credit report, right? Your, for your credit score, your credit score report, you're going to have one loan that you're paying down. It's a depreciating loan, which means you're paying it down. You can't add more to the loan. You're paying it down. So it's actually a depreciating liability. And she's like, with a credit card, you could keep putting more stuff on it and it keeps going up. And so what she was saying was, if you, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to use less of this, number two. You're going to use less of the credit utilization, which like she said is, which I'm showing you is 30% of your overall score. That's, that's, that's a big thing is a credit card uh, utilization or a credit utilization, which is how much are you using to your limit? And she's like, but if we use the loan, this, or the, the credit utilization is going to go down dramatically, meaning your credit score is going to skyrocket up. And so when I took out the loan with them, which I got approved for, she, um, I got approved for it or whatever. She, um, my, 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 uh, score went from like 667 to like 760 or like almost 770. Uh, oh my God. Like I went up like a hundred points. And so I started thinking, cause like they don't teach you this. Uh, so maybe to some people that are going to hit this, they're going to be like, well, duh, I knew that, but they don't teach you this in school. And, th and this is the problem. This is why I tell people is like, they don't teach you about credit. They don't teach you about money or finances. So you don't, most people don't know this. I'm sure most people are going to come to this and they're going to look at the board and they're going to be like, oh my, oh my God, that's pretty cool. Like, how did, like how, that's pretty cool. Like information. That's definitely helpful. Like, um, cause you're going to see it on the board physically and you're going to be like, all right, it makes sense. But I didn't know this. So when I was talking to her, uh, the bank teller and she was going over different things, I was like, I was like, Oh God, like that's pretty interesting. And then I saw it cause I didn't, I, you know, obviously I believed her, but when I saw it and everything worked out as, as she was saying it was going to work out, I was like, Oh my God, it's crazy. So I learned something by doing, which is going to be the net, you know, the next topic we're going to talk about. But, um, so this is really important, but like I said, I have a friend that is literally in, in like suicidal financial, uh, mode because she has no credit. And I spoke to her about it and she was like, well, I talked to the bank and I could get a secured card. Um, and give them like, and for anyone that doesn't know a secured card, which is what I'm going to talk about with the business credit part, all it means is that you're putting skin in the game because the bank doesn't trust you yet. You haven't built trust with the, with the person you're trying to get money from or a credit line from where literally it just means, uh, literally all a credit card is by the way, is you're using the bank's money or the, the lender's money as lot, you know, as basically extra money, but you got to pay them back obviously with interest. If you don't pay it on time, like if you don't pay the full amount every single month, every single statement, they're going to hit you with a little bit of interest for using a little bit of their capital. So 
what um what ended up happening was I talked to a friend and we were talking about credit and I was just talking about different things and she's like, yeah, I don't have any credit. And uh, and and she struggles. Like she goes to college, so I know she's not making a lot of money. She complains, um, she, or she has complained in, in the past that you know she's not making a lot of money. Um, she was doing like day uh, daycare or um, teaching. I think it was more of like daycare. She's kind of like watching kids, and so she's not getting paid a lot. And I'm like, well, you don't have any credit. Like you like you can't go and buy a new car, and no, I don't have any credit. I gotta go get a cosigner, and like I don't really want to do that. I don't want to have my parents cosign. But she doesn't have any credit, so she's not going to be able to not have a cosigner. So, and she's always sinking money into the car. Like every single time, she's like, I had car trouble. I had to go pay X, Y, and Z to go have my friend who's a mechanic to go fix the car. And I'm like, well, you need to go get credit. Credit's important. And to her, she's like, it's not really that important. I don't really need it right now. Uh, but that's the problem. Yeah, you don't need it right this second, but you will need it in the future. So that's what I'm trying to, you know, the reason I'm bringing up the credit is because I'm trying to get the whole point of this show, Goals and Updates, is to get you to, to think differently, to get out of uh, negative thinking into more positive thinking, but to transform your mindset. And this is part of transforming your mindset, which is credit. And I'm telling you, 90% of Americans need credit. 10% of people don't need credit. Because if you have cash, you don't need credit. Credit is built for people that need more money, which they don't have. So it's really built for poor people. Now, some people are, you know, and it's structured because it's structured in a way, if you don't know what you're doing with credit, you're going to get screwed. And most people don't know what they're doing with credit. So that's why they're scared to use credit. I had, you know, and there's other tips I can give you, which will be here for a long time, which, uh, uh, you know, there's there's some things that I'm doing which I haven't disclosed with you yet, where I'm actually working on doing right now. So I'll tell you I'll tell you basically what I'm doing with my personal credit really quick, and then what I'll do is I go over the business really quick, the business credit. So let me just erase this, get more room on the board. Probably should have kept personal credit up there. But we'll, we'll do this anyways. Let me do this. Oh, personal credit. Uh, we'll put tips. Uh, I couldn't really reach. Sorry. So the first thing, or this is what I'm doing right now with my, with, with my money. So before I owed a lot of money, right? Now... I don't owe any money to the to the on the credit cards right now. So what I do, and I'm gonna get. I'm trying to think of like really good tips that I that I actually do, which will help you. Is a lot of people have more than one credit card, which is a good thing. You you do want more lines of credit, all right? Most people are scared. Now I can tell you, if you're scared to have more than one credit card, that means you don't trust yourself or you haven't disciplined yourself enough with money. It's, it's just, you know, it's, I don't want to compare it to um, a firearm, but it's almost like if you were concealing a firearm, the person that's concealing the firearm should be comfortable enough to conceal, meaning they, they know the safety procedures, not to shoot themselves and stuff like that. It's the same thing with a credit card in the sense of logic. I don't mean like it's obvious, you know, I'm just talking about logic here. I'm trying to compare it to something. But if, if you're scared to have more than one credit card, it means that you're not 
you're not in a position where you're in control of your spending. And that's why a lot of people, when people go, oh, I'm going to go get three or four credit cards, people freak out. People go like, oh, that's stupid. Why would you do that? But it's actually smart because you're building more credit. You're building more credit and you're building more, um, you're, you're building more of an asset if you use it correctly. Now, so the, the, the tip I'm going to give you is I have five credit cards, by the way. I have a JCPenney's card. I have a, um, a Zales card, which is jewelry. I have, what else? I have a Apple Rewards Barclay card. I have two Wells Fargo cards, which is one's a college card, which is the first credit card I ever got. Um, and the other one would be a partnership. Um, I believe it's called, it's a partnership between Wells Fargo and American Express. And what I'm going to end up doing is taking the Wells Fargo partnership card and probably getting rid of, maybe getting rid of that card eventually after a certain point, uh, maybe in like the next couple of months and going with, and going and getting a, a real American Express card. Because I was talking to my uncle about this, and he was like, I highly recommend doing an American Express, even though you're going to pay annually $100, most likely a year, you're going to get a lot of the rewards back if you use it correctly. So I was like, all right, it makes sense. Like, I'm in a position where I have so many credit cards, I'm learning about credit, and I'm actually managing my credit properly to the point where I trust myself enough to go and get a card like that. Now... The tips I'm going to give you is, like I said, I have five credit cards. Do you know what I do? I have a lockbox. All right, I have a lockbox where I put the the three, I believe, three credit cards in, and I hold two cards. Why am I doing that? So the two, there's two cards in my wallet, and then there's three in in a, in a lockbox. Why do I do that? The reason I do that is because I don't want to have temptation to use all five cards. I don't need all five cards right now. I really only need one credit card, which is the card I want to get the most points out of. And like I use the um, Amer the, the Amex partnership with, with uh, Wells Fargo because I'm trying to get the Amex card. And that's they give me the most rewards with that, that, with that card, the most uh, reward points, which turns into cash. So I hold... Uh, um, I'm trying to think of how I can shorten this and put this up here, but uh, hold two uh, slash store the rest. So hold two, store the rest. Now what I mean by this is I store two. One, the one I mainly use to build points and the second one I use just in case, for God forbid, for an emergency, I need extra money. Um, and I'm, you know, and you know, it's probably like 99% not going to happen. I'm probably 99% not going to use their card. But just for an emergency, uh, um, I go to a different state. I'm on vacation or something, and God forbid something happens where I need, uh, I need more money. You know, it's safe. By the way, you're using the credit cards too because they're more secure. There's more security in a credit card than there is in your debit card, all right, which is I'm going to get to in a minute. But So I hold two, store the rest somewhere else, out of, out of sight, out of mind, right? Out of sight, out of mind. So I don't, I don't have temptations to use all the cards. Now, number two. Number two rule is I don't buy anything I can't afford, okay? So this is just – this is discipline. 
All right, this is financial being very disciplined with my money. So almost like using a debit card, the difference between, most people don't know this either, difference between a debit card and a credit card is the debit card you're using, you're using your own physical cash in the bank from your, from your checking account. Credit card, you're using someone else's money and you're gonna pay back later. You're gonna pay that person back later. So I use a credit card almost like a debit card. What I mean by that is, let me see uh, if I can put this in terms. Don't spend, uh, don't spend what you don't have. All right, just mind the misspelling, but Second rule with the credit cards that I do. Don't spend what you don't have. Almost like a debit card, like I said, I use the credit card exactly the same way as a debit card. Now what I mean by that is I'm gonna go and pay bills. So I'm obviously gonna go pay monthly bills, right? I'm gonna put it on the credit card and then I'm gonna pay it off in full every single month. So what I'm doing is I'm racking up the points, right? I'm getting cash back. I'm actually, this is what the wealthy does, by the way. They use the credit cards they don't get used by the credit cards. They use the credit cards, right? They use the credit card companies. They don't get used by the credit card companies. That's what I do. I use the credit card like a debit card. So I don't put anything on the debit card that I can't afford at the end of the month to pay off at the end of the month on the statement. Now, number three, the number three and what I do is I, um, I'm trying to think, uh, it is security. So you're more secure with the credit card than you are with a debit card, by the way. Uh, security, my bad. You're more secured with the credit card than you are with a debit card. Why? Because there's more skin from another, another person's money in the game. They're more, they're more secured. It's most of the time with a credit card, you're using the bank's money and the bank doesn't want to lose the money. So what happens is they're more secure. There's more security on it. God forbid something happens, the bank wants to make sure they get the money back. So this is why I tell people, like I had, a, I had an incident with uh, my mom where she's like, oh, they're putting, there's a thing going around with um, the gas pumps, right? The gas pumps uh, where they're putting skimmers on ATM machines and gas pumps and stuff like that, where you go put your card through, right, to pay for your gas, and they steal all the credit card and the debit card information. So what I did was I told her the same thing I'm giving you, use your credit card at the gas pumps, at the, the gas pumps when you're paying for gas. That way if they steal the credit card information, first of all, it's not your money that they're stealing. It's someone, it's someone else's money. It's the bank's money or the lender's money. Second of all, they have security or insurance to back up the loss. And you're making more money on your money, by the way. Because if she's, let's say she's putting $30 of gas in her tank and she's using the credit card, then she pays it off at the end of the month. She just gained maybe $5 off that $30 tank of gas. So, she, and she has security. She could be more secure with the money. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's, is, is uh, security. Now, I know there's a fourth one that I had, which uh, I kind of lost as I was going over the third one with you. But um, 
but yeah, if you're smart, right? And this is, I'm telling you, this is the stuff they don't teach you. I learned this by reading, by going to the banks, talking to the bank tellers, uh, literally by just doing things that the average person does not want to do, all right? Because I knew credit was important. I heard about it all the time, uh, especially from my uncle. And my uncle's a, a big person about not getting into debt. And this is why, like, if I could show him this episode, he would be wrong. You want debt. You just want good debt. You don't want bad debt. And, and this could either be bad for you or good for you. It just depends on how you're using it. But um, another thing really quick, I'm going to tell you why you're going to want credit, and then I'll go into the business part of it. So let me... So these are going to be tips on why you're going to need credit. Because some people don't even think they need credit. And I'm going to prove you wrong why you're going to need credit. Okay, so why do you need credit? You ready? You ready for this one? I'm going to blow the socks right off your feet. The first one. What does everyone need? A car. Everyone needs a car, whether you want to lease a car, whether you want to finance a car, you're going to need credit. Uh, now, if you're leasing a car, you're going to have a lower payment, but if you're financing, you're going to have a higher payment because you're financing, you're financing on a higher overall payment. You're, you're literally buying the whole value of the car rather than leasing, which Leasing, you're renting the car, basically, for the amount of time that you're using it. So what's going to happen is when you go to the, the dealership, unless you're buying it in, in cash, by the way, if you can buy the, let's say you're going to finance the car or lease the car, and which I don't even recommend if you're going to lease the car to, to put the full amount in cash because, God forbid, you get into an accident, you just lost all your money. But let's say you're going to finance a car and you have cash. You don't need credit if you're going to buy the full amount of the cash um, the car value with just straight cash. But most people don't have $20,000 laying around or $30,000 laying around for a car. I think the lowest you can get on a car, um, depending, obviously depending if you're going used, which I don't recommend the whole use, the used car thing, but uh, you might as well just, if you're going to buy a car, you might as well buy a brand new car. Um, but the, the point being is that no one's going to have just, especially if you're a college kid, right? If you're, if you're someone that's new, to the world and you're not a older person that developed credit or whatever, you're not, you're going to have a hard time getting a car without credit. Now the second one is a house. Everyone eventually is going to want to get a house. That's called a mortgage. You're going to need to go to the bank normally. Uh, it might change. Now we have a lot of different private lenders that will lend you a mortgage loan. But the house is definitely going to be a big purchase for the average little guy or the average individual in America. All right? And that you're going to need to prove to them through credit that you can handle a high-paying mortgage rate or a mortgage loan. That's another big one. Uh, you want to go to college. 
college or education, I should say. Education, because maybe you don't want to go to college, but maybe you just want to buy education. You know, you want to go to a non-traditional school or whatever and just buy more education, which isn't, you know, uh, for me, like I've bought a lot of uh, financial um, courses online or I've bought a lot of different uh, educational content, which is not college. It's just educational content that I bought online. You might need credit. You might not have the money to do it, but you could use credit as an investment in yourself, that's, that's the good way to use credit is, is through an investment. Maybe that was the fourth tip I was thinking of, of what you're, what you should spend your, you, when, when should you use credit is when I probably should have said on the fourth one. But, uh, real quick, I'll give you that tip. But the fourth one before this would have been, um, you only use credit for like investments, whether it's investing in yourself through education. And I don't mean college. I mean like education, like buying a book or buying education that's going to be a life, a life skill trait that you're going to develop and eventually make money off of. Um, trying to think, uh, so anything that's an investment to yourself or in your business or something that's going to, to basically give you money back in a sense, whether it's going somewhere where you're going to get, um, you're going to meet someone that could change your life, uh, just an investment overall, something where you can probably get a, an ROI in a sense. Uh, most people, what they do is they use the credit card for um, what they call credit card consumption debt, where it's just, you just want something. So I'm going to go and buy a video game and put it on my credit. I'm going to go buy a membership for, um, for ice cream, or I'm going to go buy a membership for PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live, or like those are things that you don't want to do unless you're doing what I said on, on the first tip, which was you're paying it off every single month. Like you're not, you're not buying anything that you can't afford and you're using it like a debit card where you're literally taking, you're, you're, you're putting it on the credit card and then you're going and taking money from your checking account and paying it off in full every single month and you can afford it literally. And you're, now you're making money on top of other things. So that's something to keep in mind. So education. Now I'm going to talk to you about the business thing that I did. <clears throat> So, so, all right. So I didn't know any, and I still, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a professional on business credit. Business credit is pretty much similar to what I just showed you with personal credit. It's the hard part is you're starting from nothing. So what I'm going to talk to you about is the mistakes I made going into it, which I didn't know, uh, just trial and error. And then I'm going to go over what I did to kind of make up for it and, and, and what I learned so I could save you the trouble of it. So this is business. So business credit. Now, what I found out what you're not supposed to do, and this is what I ended up doing, was use your personal credit. What, you, what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep your personal, which is you, by itself, and you're trying to build business credit through the entity, which is your business, and you're trying to separate it. So if I want to go and do and go get a business loan from the bank, right? I want to go and get capital for my business and I lose the money. I lose the money and destroy the credit, my credit, uh, my credit line. It's affecting the business by itself, which is a separate entity. And it's not affecting me personally with my personal credit. 
I didn't know this until after I did it. And I started doing some research and I was like, I was like, I was like, Oh shit. I, I, that's what I did. I did the wrong thing. So what I ended up doing was I'd go and I'm like, I want to go get a, um, I want to go I'm trying to think, uh, I want to go and do legal. Like I need legal fees paid. All right. Well, I have room on my credit card, so I'm going to go, you know, put, A thousand, you know, like a thousand dollars of legal fees on my personal, my personal card, my personal credit card. Then I'm, then something else would happen. Uh, like, oh man, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. <coughs> I gotta go pay the state <coughs> to have a license in Florida to actually sell products legally and pay tax. <coughs> so then that was like another. Let's say it was like another five hundred. Right. So now, and then you could see how things are just stacking up, stacking up. And then, you know, like another, like, uh, and I just, the next thing I'd be like, all right, what's the next step to go to? Oh, I got to go and go do this. So, so in my mind, I'm like, the only, the only way I can do this stuff because I don't have enough capital is to put it on a, on a car. So I was just racking, I was racking things up. And the only way I could afford it was by putting it on my personal credit card as capital. And what ended up happening was I got it, uh, I think I got it to like, I think it would, no, nah, it wasn't 12. I'd have to say it was probably around like six, 6,000, but some of it was, it, obviously I had personal stuff that I was putting on my personal credit card. But at the same time, I was getting hit with different fees from the business that I was putting on the, the personal cards. So I was like, there's got to be a way to create, because then I, then I started doing some research and they were like, look, like everything should be separate. It should be personal and business, right? Personal and business. When you're self-employed, you report what you make personal and what your entity makes, your business. That's why I call it, that's why they call it self-employed. Right, you're reporting what your personal stuff is compared to what your company owns and has. So, and then you combine it together as one. So what I was trying to figure out was how do I get business credit even though I have nothing? And every single time I went to go apply for different things, they would ask me for my personal, like my social security, which is linked to my personal information, right? To apply for business stuff. And then I'd get denied and denied. And so it's affecting my personal. And and I'm like, but how do I start? So I did a lot of research and they wanted me to go through all this crazy nonsense, like go to like these, these certain vendors and buy X, Y, and you know, like X, Y, and Z where like, you're going to do like a net 30 where they're going to, they're going to basically lend you the cash and you're going to start paying them back. It's just really confusing. I was really confused going through it. it. It did not sound easy. It did not sound great. And so I was like, and I didn't understand it. So I, Go and call up my uh, the the lady at the bank. Call up the lady at the bank, and I go. Listen, I need to schedule an appointment with you to talk to you about business credit because I'm like I don't know what I'm doing with the business credit. And I looked up a bunch of stuff <clears throat> online, and it just seems really really confusing. And so I go to the bank. I set up an appointment with the one lady and uh, uh, Sh um, Shannon, right? So if if you want a good person that knows a lot about credit. Uh, go to the go to the Wells Fargo over on University and go to Shannon and let her know that uh, Tyler Dunn sent you over there. But I um so I was like yeah how do I uh 
how do I do this? And I'm sitting with her and she was like, well, I know a lot about personal credit. I don't really know a lot about business credit, but what we can do is we could do a secured card. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, and for anyone that doesn't know, like um, your, your physical credit card, most, most of your credit cards that have uh, where you're using the bank's money is a um, unsecured card. Hang on, I might have this backwards actually. I'm sorry, it is an unsecured card. I'm pretty sure unsecured. I could be saying this wrong. Let me go ahead. This could be my dyslexia. So let me make sure that I'm giving you, you know, ac ac accurate advice. Give me one, one second. This is my voice here. One sec. Hang on. One sec, guys. Hang on. Just want to make sure my dyslexia is not uh not messing with me. All right, it didn't really help me out, and I'm just wasting time on here, but I'm pretty sure an unsecured card is uh, an unsecured card is when your money's not in it. A secured card is when you're putting skin in the game to build trust with the bank, where, for instance, uh, the minimum could be 500 or you could put a maximum of like $10,000 and give you're giving literally money to the bank. So this is what she was explaining to me. So she's like, you could do a minimum because I didn't have a lot of money at the time. <clears throat> and I did have, and she's like, you do a minimum of 500. I was like, all right, we'll just do a five. We'll do a minimum of 500. So I literally went into my bank account, all right, into my savings for the business. And I took $500 out, gave it to the bank, and they gave me a credit card with a $500 limit. Now, someone's thinking right now, you know, someone probably just heard that and they go, why would I do that? Why would I give the bank money to get a credit card? Well, <clears throat> I gave them 500. Okay, 500 for a secured card. Oh. Secu uh, secured, I think I spelled that wrong. I think that's how you spell it, secured, right? A secured card. Now, <clears throat> what I'm doing, the reason I'm giving them money and they're not giving me a credit card, <clears throat> they don't trust me. I don't have a relationship with them yet with my entity or my business. So for them, they go, why would we give him a credit card or give that business a credit card when there's no history of any payments? He's never dealt with a loan before. He's never dealt with anyone else's money. There's no record or proof that he can be capable of doing it on his own. So what you do is you give them money for a secured card. And which just means that you have skin in the game and the bank doesn't at this point, which means if I screw them, if I, if I, let's say I go over the limit and I never pay it back, 
I don't screw them. I screw myself because I lose this. This is like a down, this is like basically like a down deposit. Like if you were going to go to an R, um, R and B or, uh, or an Air and B, I mean, or you're going to go and rent a place and they go, all right, we need a $500 deposit and then you can rent it. And then, you know, let's say, uh, for four nights, it's like $500 and they want a $500 deposit. So really you're paying a thousand out of pocket. But once you give the apartment back to them, once you're done renting and you show them that it's in one piece, they can give you the $500 back. It's basically what they're doing here, the secured card. So I gave them 500 and it took about, she said it was going to take about a year. It, it did take about roughly a year and they give you the deposit back, the 500 back now they give you a, an unsecured card, and now you're using their money. So what I basically did, which was I was thinking long-term, not short-term. For the average person, they're thinking it's too much work. I'm not going to do that. I, th I saw it as, okay, this is a lot easier. It makes a lot more sense to me. I have $500 laying around where I could invest in my business, 500 and this is what this was. This was an investment into my business. So I gave them the 500 a year later, which I recently just got back for Christmas, which is the $500. So now I'm on a unsecured card with the bank. And, and by the way, as I was making money on top of my money, because I was getting um, rewards back. So I, I, with, the, with the secured card, I was still enrolled in rewards with the credit card. So I'd make my monthly bills with the business and I'd get money back every quarter. I believe it's every three months, which is every quarter. So every four quarters, I'd get you know my money back from whatever I purchased under the cart and paid it off. So, so that's kind of interesting. So I, I didn't really know too much about the secured cards, and someone told me about it a little while back. I think it was the friend that I told you is like didn't have any credit, and she was like, I could you know the bank told me I could give them five hundred dollars and they'll give me a secured card, but she's like, why would I do that? And I was, you know, at the time I was like, it's better than having no credit because you're building something out of nothing. And I realized when I went to the bank teller and she told me this, I was like, wow, that's genius. I didn't think about this. I didn't, I didn't even know you could do this with a business. So long story short, you know, now I got to work on increasing the limit because it's still 500. So I got to work on doing that. I can, I can update you guys once I, once I do that and, and see what they want out of me because I really don't know if it's going to be the same as I just apply for um, – I'm sure they're going to want me to stay with uh, the $500 limit for a little bit, then apply for a higher limit just to see if, you know, building a little bit more trust with them, then go for a higher limit. And then this $500 is not a lot. I mean, it probably looks a lot to you, but with a business, it's not a lot of wiggle room. I mean, I was I – was, like literally hitting $500 each time, but obviously I was, I had enough to pay off the card every single month. But I, I mean, my bills were stacking up like really close to this. I couldn't put all my bills on the card because it was too low of a limit. But, uh, but anyways, <clears throat> so this is like, this is what is helping me right now. So I don't know my business credit score yet. Um, but I do know that I'm going to have to, I think, pay for an app or pay for some type of system to look up business credit because I did do some research and they did say uh, it's not like personal credit where it's there, there's a law in place for personal credit where they have to physically show you 
your credit score um, for free, basically. Like they have to, they have to provide you with some type of credit score um, or some type of way to look at your score on record um, with your personal because it's it just seems I guess in their eyes it just seems sketchy that you know in your personal life you're gonna use a lot of credit. And it's kind of almost like dehumanizing, I guess, if they don't show you it and you're just want and you have to pay for it or whatnot. It's not free. But for a business, since I guess you're, they, they, uh, they think of it as, you know, you're making a lot of money through a business, you can afford to pay $25 to go see your credit score or whatnot. I don't know how much it's going to cost me to go see my credit score, uh, which is something I got to look into because I want to, I'm actually kind of curious what it's at, but I also know that I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have a lot of stuff on the credit. I just have the one, I just got out of getting a secured card onto an unsecured card. So, um, and I've only had, you know, probably payment history for about a year. And I don't think that's really even established credit, which, uh, which by the way, most people don't know what established credit and, you know, what established credit is. It's basically just, it just means that you have, um, you've paid something repetitively, you've built enough history and it's enough history or enough money where it was, it was a big enough amount of money where they feel comfortable. Um, because you have a lot, you know, you have long-term history of credit or enough credit history to basically be considered as established where they can trust you enough, where it's not too early of credit building, but it's enough where they trust, they, they have trust in you that you can do it. But uh, this actually kind of is really important because I didn't know this. Use my personal credit, and you don't have to use your personal credit. What I would recommend is just save some cash. By the way, this is what I'm trying to help my friend with with his personal credit. You can do this for personal too. If let's say um, they won't give you any credit cards or whatever, you can get a secured card and, and still work on it. But what I would recommend that you do uh, for personal, this isn't business, but um, if you're starting off with a credit card, just buy gas. If you have a car, you know you're going to have to use gas for your car. Just put um, – for my car, I fill up – I think it's probably four times a week. It's about once a week. So, t yeah, so about four times a week. So that's four – that's about $120 in gas a month that I could put on the credit card and then just pay it off in full because regardless, i got to pay for the gas for the car. So that's that's a, that's a good way for you to if you're a rookie or you're really young and you're trying to build credit early. That's what I did at age I believe 17 or 18. I went or maybe I don't even know if it was 16. I might have been 16. I went and got a card, a college card. And I might have been 17. I might have been 18 actually. I went and got a regular. I think I got an unsecured card, and I just put gas on the card and I just paid the gas off of the card every single month and just built credit. Um, which was so crazy because I remember going and trying to get my first car to lease and my credit score is better than my mom's credit score. So just letting you, you know, not that my, you know, my mom's credit score was in the excellent range when I showed you the, the scores, but mine was a little bit higher, but anyways. Um, so yeah, so that's basically all I kind of wanted to show you on this, but the next topic I do want to go over, I just wanted to give you a little, I wanted to use the board. Now I figured I have the board up here all the time and I figured it would be a good subject to teach. And I just feel like a lot of people should know credit, but they really don't know credit. And uh, talking to like my friends and stuff and a lot of them are kind of struggling a little bit with the cards 
And I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, I just felt like I could help people if I did the credit. And I'm very financially savvy, so I figured it, you know, I could do it. But anyways, we're going to talk about the next topic, which is don't talk, just do. And this is something where, uh, you know, kind of ties into what I was talking about with the business credit, where I had to just do, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to talk to talk, I just wanted to do it. And that's why I can tell you this stuff, because what I'm, what I'm telling you is, is life experiences that I've had on myself. Um, I, uh, you know, I want to give you some other examples too, not just the credit, but, um, you know, I talked a lot, I'm trying to think of, uh, I talked a lot about, you know, getting, getting fit, uh, like physically wise. And I, and I would talk a lot and I'm like, you know, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I really want to go to the gym more. I really want to do different things. This is the example I'm giving you. But, uh, and then I would skip out on the gym all the time. I'd be like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym. Like, I, I can go tomorrow. I'll, I'll go later. But I'd give the excuses. And what I, what I started figuring out is I just got to make it a priority and I just got to go. Whether it's 10 o'clock at night, whether it's 11 o'clock at night, whether it's uh, 4 in the morning or 5 in the, I just got to do it. Because if I keep telling myself I'm going to do it later, I'm not going to go. And if I keep on procrastinating, uh, it's not going to work out. It's not going to go down. So I knew, you know. That's something where I'm like, I have to go and uh, just do it. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't keep talking the talk. I got to just get to the gym, work out and just feel good about myself. And the same thing with eating was like, I had a lot of bad eating habits and uh, I, you know, I wasn't eating too great. And so I had to figure out and just do where I was eating a little bit better. Now, I don't think I eat, I, I still to this day don't think I eat 100% um, as great as I could be eating. But I definitely eat a lot better today than I did back, uh, you know, back when I was in high school. Like back then, I'd eat burgers and fries and just fried food, and because um, you know, back then I didn't, I didn't have to worry about it too much. My metabolism would basically just kill it off. Now I just kind of gain the weight, and obviously it's not good for you. Like it doesn't make you feel good. Like whenever I eat a burger, um, depending on where I'm getting the burger from, though, but. I, I just, I don't feel uh, energized. I don't have energy. I kind of actually feel like it's diluting my energy. So I'd rather, you know, I eat a salad or I eat um, nuts or I eat fruit or I eat something else and I just feel really energetic and I just feel like, I, you know, that's probably what I should have put in my body rather than the grease and the fried food. So it's just, uh, you know, it's something that I've been working on, but it's just an example I'm giving you where I used to just talk a lot about trying to do it. But now I'm actually doing it. Like I, you know, I think this, I think this last week I went to the gym four times, and before I would just probably go once. And I'd struggle, but I'm also getting smarter, and I'm starting to realize that, um, you know, I'm going with certain people, and they're 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 kind of holding my feet to the fire. So like, I also knew like if I went with my friend Jonathan, he would push me, and he'd be like, "Yo, do 15 push-ups instead of 10, right?" Because if I did push-ups, I'd do 10 and then quit. He was like, no, man, you're going to do 15. And I would do 15. I'd be like, wow, I just did 15. He, uh, he'd go in and put 45s on the bar, and I'd do 45, right? And I'm like, wow, I've never done 45s before. Went with my other friend, and I did like 30. I did uh, – I would normally do 20s, and then I would do like 25, and then I'd do 30. I think with him I did like 45 one time on like uh, on this on free weights one time doing this certain certain workout and I'm like wow I've never done 45s before and it's because he pushed me he said hey man you're doing pretty good on the 35s maybe push yourself and do 45 
And I never, you know, I never thought about going to from 35 to 45. I just said, okay, 35 is good enough for me. And he's like, go to 45s. So like the point that I'm trying to get to you is like, uh, sometimes you just got to do it. You don't realize you could do something until you do it. I had a conversation with my friend the other night. I don't think, uh, I think it was like two nights ago. I had a conversation with him and we were talking about the mindset. Cause I was talking about, he's coming, he's traveling down from Orlando to come watch the speech that I'm doing Saturday. And he, um, and he's like, uh, Hey, he's like, I watched this thing about how, like, he's like, I watched this thing on how important the mindset is and how basically how like your mind kind of contradicts yourself where like, where you're basically your mind tells yourself that you're only 12% done and your mind basically only tells yourself that like, I think it, once it gets to like a 25% range, your mind basically tells you you're done. But in reality, you still have like 75% left of your potential that you can still be using. Like you're not, you're not really done just because your mind's telling you that you're done. And, uh, I, you know, it was kind of crazy because, like, I remember listening to someone talk about that before. I think it was, like, Jesse Itzler when I went to, like, a, a Grant Cardone event one time. And he was talking about this guy, uh, um, David Goggins, where he ran into him at a, a running event. And the guy was just crazy. And he ended up having him over his house for a little while. And then uh, he was trying to do pull-ups. And he was, like, do 15. And he couldn't do 15. And he's, and he only did 10 and he's like, no, you're going to do 15, but we're going to get to a hundred. So you're, you're going to do 15 reps, but you're going to get to a hundred. And so like what ended up happening was he only did 10 reps, but what he would do is he would do like one, then drop one, then drop one until he got to a hundred. And then he was like, see, you can do a hundred. You just thought you couldn't do a hundred. And he was like, oh, he was like, wow, like I really could do a hundred even though he's like, it took me forever. It probably took him like three hours to get to a hundred reps of, of, uh, pull-ups. But he's like, I ended up doing a hundred pull-ups. And he's like, what it told me was my mind was telling me I was done when I was only 25% done and I could go another 75%. And he was like, it was a game changer. Cause he's like, well, if I'm only doing 25% on workouts, what else am I doing only 25% of? So it's kind of just, to, just to get you thinking, I thought about this topic because of the, the credit a little bit, but I went through the, the subjects on my phone and I was thinking to myself, you know, it'd be kind of a good topic to talk about. Don't talk, just do, because you'll see a lot of people talk, they talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. And that's what I'm trying to show you. That's the whole point of goals and updates is like in the beginning when I'm giving you the updates, I'm trying to show you that even though I'm human and I'm probably messing up majority of my life because everyone fails. If you're failing, it means you're trying. If you're not failing, it means you're playing it so dangerously close you're not even living. So you have to understand that you're going to fail, but as long as you're trying to do and not just talk, you're going you're gonna to succeed eventually, right? Because you're, you're constantly doing things. So I, um, you know, I just wanted to talk about that topic a little bit, but that was one thing that I talked to him about. Uh, they gave that example of uh, Jesse Itzler where he was like, oh man, I was only doing 25% of what I really could do, my 25% of my potential, but I really could have went another 75%. Um, but uh, that's something I wanted to talk about. But I'm going to end this, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do done deal investments just because we're at an hour and 46 minutes. And, uh, 
you know, I'm still kind of, you know, I, I gave you a lot, a lot of good content on the credit, which, you know, I'd rather spend more time on the credit than on the last topic that I went over and done deal investments. Cause I felt like I gave you more, um, you know, more of your, you know, more time worthiness from the credit. It's something a lot of people know they need. A lot of people don't know how to do it with their credit. But I showed you on the board basically how you could literally transform your whole entire life with the credit, why you need it, how to get a better credit score, things that I do that will help you out, why, you know, how to literally control your spending and stuff like that. Um, but that's basically it. I'm going to go over the board really quick and just go over the stuff I went in the beginning where, uh, you know, things how you can support the show and actually go on to different things. So real quick, Podbean, which is the main website for this show which is goalsandupdates.podbean.com. I'm going to write on the board really quick for you. Let me do it in red. All right, sorry for the handwriting. It's a little hard to write sideways. So goalsandupdates.podbean.com. This is the main website for all the old episodes. If you want to go back, we're on 119 right now. If you want to go back to the old episodes and go see, like, my interviews with Fabrizio, uh, interviews with different other people, with uh, Dr. D, different things, you go to this website. Now, if you have any Apple products, I'm on Apple Podcasts. So whenever I upload stuff to this site, it goes directly through an RSS feed to Apple Podcasts. So all you have to do is search goals and updates on the Apple Podcast with the first result that pops up. So for that, we got... We got Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is search it. Kind of ran out of room, but goals and updates. So I got to search on Apple Podcasts is goals and updates. And then the last thing I want to go over really quick before I let you go is you can support the show for less than a cup of coffee, which is a dollar a month with Patreon support. And this is probably the most important thing I'm probably going to put up here. Not, not that I don't want you to get the free content because I have over 10,000 hours. Uh, I think it's like equal to 83 uh, movies of content on this stuff. But I, I, I need, you know, anything you guys can help me with, even if, uh, you know, you just sign up for the dollar membership, which is, like I said, less than a cup of coffee, you'll help support this show because all the stuff you see, the board, the markers, uh, the, the actual radio equipment where I'm getting you better, uh, you know, better sound quality and the headsets and everything that comes with this show comes out of my pocket. So it's a little bit hard, especially since I have done deal investments, which is the real estate business. I'm struggling a little bit right now to figure out the, you know, like full-time work. So to make, you know, more income. So this is going to be the most important thing, which is the Patreon support. And that's going to be So Patreon support, hang on. It's going to be patreon.com slash goals and updates. So Patreon, 
dot com slash goals. And updates. And it's for a $1 membership. Let me put that on here real quick. So for a $1 membership, literally, literally less than a cup of coffee, you can help support the show. Now, out of all these, this one's probably the most important because, like I said, the donations help. Now, if you give a dollar and we get 50 other people that give a dollar, it helps support the show. And even though it's $50, it's something that's going to help the show progress. I can use that money to go buy better equipment. I can go eventually maybe go and get a studio so we don't have distractions where the dog's going in and out. Um, just a bunch of different things that I can use it for, but at the same time, I can use it for marketing to get more exposure for the show. I can go and try to use it to get more co-hosts on the show, which by the way, I'm trying to get, um, the next person that's going to probably get on the show, which I'm going to travel to Miami to do is going to be, um, uh, Jeffrey Kramer. So a lot of people on my friends list will know Jeffrey Kramer from high school. I don't, I don't remember if he went to, uh, Ramblewood Middle? I don't think so, but I know he went to my high school. That's how I know him, uh, J.P. Taravella. So I'm going to get him on on the show, and I think he's doing pretty well for himself. Last time I talked to him, it seemed like he was doing pretty well for himself. Uh, I think he's into, he's, he's into the Bitcoin stuff, and he'll be actually pretty interesting to get a different perspective on this show. But um, I'm trying to get him. I got another person lined up, which is my, uh, my friend Eli, who – is doing a special fundraiser, which once he gets everything settled, I'm going to get him on the show. I also want to get my one friend Edwin on the show, which is a co a coworker, an ex-coworker at Broward College who also has a podcast, and he was the reason that got me started into podcasting. And his podcast is actually Lemon City Live. So you'll hear me talk about Lemon City Live a lot. Uh, that's his podcast. So I figure if I go and give him some viewers, he'll, he'll want to come on this show. So if you go over there and you uh, talk to him or – you go on social media for Lemon City Live. Let him know that you found him through Tyler Dunn with goals and updates. Now, that's all I have for you guys today. This has been episode 119 of Goals and Updates, where we take your negative mindset and we transform it into a positive mindset. Appreciate everyone coming out. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you Wednesday at 7 p.m. sharp. Peace. I want to thank you personally for checking out our free content with over 10,000 hours of free content. Show us some support on whatever platform you are on by hitting a like button, commenting, or by sharing the podcast. Help us out by being a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash goals and updates. 